0: What is happening, people of the interwebs? Welcome back to another episode of the Jesus and Coffee Show. I'm Todd Frazier, your host, as always. And in this episode, I got a chance to sit down with my friend Carrie Morrison. Carrie is a friend of mine. We met at church, and funny enough, we'll tell you the story in the episode, but there uh, there was a connection before we even met each other that was kind of ironic. And then uh, we get into how she became to believe that Jesus is God just from a simple invitation. And then we get into her work in ministry and how identity is one of the biggest struggles that many Christians deal with and we talk through what that means and how we can deal with that as Christians so let's get into this episode of Jesus and Coffee with my friend Carrie Morrison Carrie thank you so much for being here I'm happy to be here This is this is <laughs> so it's it's so funny how the world is so small yes. and I think that I want to start there like the way that we happen to meet and then oh my your gosh. sister yes. happened to be living in the same town of. I just looked up the population of Miami, Oklahoma, which is where she ended up going. Of thirteen thousand people, Guys, and my brother, <laughs> and my brother and his family all live there because his wife is from there. Yes, and then we happened to randomly meet together at church, mm-hmm. and uh, the world's so small.
1: Well, not only that, so yeah, my sister lived in Miami for a really long time, um, but. So isn't it? So my daughter's name is Cadence, and isn't yes, your yes? That's right. My niece. niece is named Cadence, and Cadence isn't like people literally always call Cadence Candace or Katie. Mm. And I'm like, it's Cadence. Music people introduce <laughs> if you don't know, it's music. It's like <laughs> the Cadence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyways, there's your musical lesson with Boom. Jesus and coffee and music and water. There we go. Okay. <laughs> can I do the bell one time? By the way,
0: yeah, you can. I love the sound effects. It's okay, like literally great. so one of my favorite things. Okay, let's, you got you know, clap. Let's clap too. for them. Let's Good. Clap for the sound. Effect. Way to go, Maya. Yeah. Way to go. Way, Way to, to go. have thirteen thousand. So yeah. People. So Cadence. Yes. Oddly, is not a not a un- it's a unique name. Yes. Not a common name. Mm-hmm. And your daughter's name's Cadence, and mm-hmm. my niece was named Cadence, and so this whole thing, like all of these two- things, come together, which is so crazy. I know two worlds collide, and so that's why
1: we have to. It's like the world and Jesus wants us to be friends, so we Amen. will be.
0: Hallelujah. We will be. We we are. Ding. There it is. <laughs> Carrie hit the bell. Yes. You're only the second person in studio history to be able to touch the buttons oh, over here to make the noise. Well, I did. No, it's good. I told you you could. Okay, great. They, well, and they heard it. I said it on, okay. on there. Okay, So, so no the
1: lawyers <laughs> coming for me. Okay. No,
0: nobody's coming for you. So uh, okay. so something I think is, first of all, something else I think is interesting. Uh, who are you related to? Like, let's so, go, let's go. Uh, yes. Let's go there a little bit.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, I am related to Johnny Cash the singer ding clap i know all the things my maiden name was cash so it's carrie cash and i don't should i talk over the clapping should yeah, i yeah, wait no, okay great so, they're just okay. they're just clapping I don't know for if you I'm, like, as holding you talk the like just pretend
0: you're on stage carrie. okay great yeah thank you so much i feel comfortable mm-hmm.
1: i feel great um so yes i'm related to johnny cash my maiden name was obviously cash and yes i don't know how i'm like Related to him directly, um, but I mean, I do. He's like a distant cousin, so I didn't get any money when he died. In case you were wondering, dang it! No I cash know. For the cash. I'm only a millionaire, not a billionaire. So, Golly, we'll talk I'm just about just that kidding. later. Thousandaire, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Yes. So, okay. So Great. you're you're a descendant of cash. Yes. Uh, but more importantly, and why we're here is you're a descendant of God, right? right you are a child of God. We're here. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus and coffee. So the first thing I want to ask you is. How did you get to the place where you believe that Jesus was God? Because this, what we're talking Mm -hmm. about this year is you have to make a decision. We all have Mm -hmm. to make a decision. Uh, Is Jesus God or is Jesus a liar? And -hmm. I think it kind of all starts there. And we get to decide what we believe. Uh, I believe that Jesus is God, mm-hmm. based on Scripture and then based on my experience. Right, and I want to talk to people about their feeling about how they got there. So, how did you get there?
1: Yes. Okay. So, my story. I hope some of you relate to this. Is because I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, you know, I went to church a few times. You know, Christmas, Christmas and Easter only. So CEOs, mm-hmm. right? I hope you catch that. Um, <laughs> and so I, but I was always curious about God. Like I remember like praying to him even though i didn't know if he was real but i as a as a child i it's almost like i just i wanted to believe that there was a god even just a few times i went to church and so but then my parents got divorced and experience can play a lot into your beliefs right oh, yeah. um and so my probably
0: parents, more experience. yes
1: yes um which is good because, like, this is like God created this world, and it's such mm-hmm. an experience to live and go see the grand, you know, Grand Cayman Islands, and to go see, you know, all the beautiful places that we get to go see. So I understand the why beach. it's very yes, the beach. We live come in on. SoCal. Yeah, I know. It's just you know, Grand Cayman's where I went. You, you went, went on a to try. Yeah, I know. Okay, yes. you're reliving that right now. Yes. No, come back. Sorry, come back I'm, back to the back, show. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back to your studio. Okay. Um. So saying that, when my parents got divorced when I was ten, I had about five years of what it felt like hell for me. Mm. I was just, you know, having a hard time at school. How old I, had, were you? I was from 10 to 15 years old. Okay. okay. Um, so I'm going to get, I had some other issues that went on after, even after I got saved. So I want to talk about that. Mm. But, um, I, when I was 10 years old, I was just crushed by my family being separated and divorced. Um, and so I just tried some silly things. I mean, just to be honest, like very minimal, but just drugs when I was honestly 12, which is crazy to wow. think about being that young. Um, but then, well, when- I remember,
0: so I was in seventh grade when I saw a kid do drugs for the first time yeah, in that a bathroom at a party. Yeah. That, that was, was you. That was, well, yeah, probably. You were, you were a boy were you- named Jake. <laughs>
1: Probably because, yeah.
0: That's funny. Um, Yeah.
1: yeah. So, and it wasn't like I, you know, and for those of you that like you've tried something and you didn't even know why you did it. That was Mm. me. I just wanted some acceptance and some belonging and I didn't know how to find it or where to find it. Mm. So then um, I'm going to skip a few years, but then I was 15 years old and this boy that I liked invited me to church. Okay, well, I was like, well, I'll follow you anywhere. He's so cute. You know, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I'm married now, not to him. But I still thank him for inviting me to church because when I went to church and I, we saw this, like, it's hard to explain, but this drama presentation, it was Easter. Hmm. And it literally showed me what Jesus did for me. And it was almost like my whole life, I was waiting for that moment to realize that there there was someone that loved me despite my past, despite me not feeling like I was fully known and fully loved. He did fully Mm -hmm. know me and fully love me Um, because it just explained like, Hey, Jesus sees you and he knows everything about you and he still loves you. So I just remember, and by the way, I am such a crier. So if you hate criers, I'm sorry, we can't be friends. Well, we can't, I would love to be your friend, but (laughs) all that to say, I literally, we were at the, it was a huge church. We were at the very, very, very top. And there was a ton of stairs and I had to walk down every single step. Down to get to the bottom of the church. Okay, it was one of those where you had to go up and was it like, altar pray? call? Yes, it was altar call, altar baby. Call. So mm. you Easter know, altar call. Yes, yeah, so it was intense. Yeah, you know? and but I did it because I was just so ready, and so I I didn't have necessarily hesitations at first. Mm-hmm. My hesitations came after I had hard times when I was saved. Yeah. And that's what I'd like to get through is, and there's even scripture about this is that, you know, some people will get saved and they will get distracted by the world mm-hmm. by money or hard times. Um, some of them, the, the seed will go down into the ground and it will flourish, but everybody's story different, but it's up to us to, um, struggle through those doubts and those Mm. fears and um going to someone that we trust that loves the lord that will give us sound advice um, not based on emotions but like the truth of jesus and his word Um, so what happened was when I was 15, I got saved and my life still sucked. Honestly, (laughs) there was no, there (laughs) was no
0: magical thing that happened. Yeah. I
1: mean, there was, yeah, right. There was a part that I felt like I had hope, but my dad was still mad at me for becoming, he was honestly mad at me for becoming a Christian, which if you have family that they don't understand, um, still to this day, Um, I understand you. I Mm. I hear you and I know it's hard, but what you do is you keep praying and um, you can't let other people's opinion of you um, become your life. You just can't, you know, Jesus is your number one audience and you have to remember that. So back to when I was 15, 15 to 18, it was still rocky, but um, what was even harder is whenever I went to college and I equated me being single to, let me say this a different way. But I thought I was single because I wasn't pretty enough, skinny enough, uh, good enough, etc. I wasn't so enough. So, self-image. Yes. My mm-hmm. self-image was wrapped around me being married. I because I went so first of all Where did that all, come from? Well, it came from living in Oklahoma, um, where oh, everybody tradition, yes, Midwest tradition, everybody gets married so much earlier than here in California.
0: Mm-hmm. And I well, was Well, I got married at 21.
1: Yeah, that's, well, you're an but anomaly. we're unique, but right? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. We so, were unique. All our friends yes. were married later. They're like, what? Yeah, so, and I got married when I was 30. So I literally thought, like, God was mad at me because I wasn't married. Really? Like Yes, I thought that, like, I wasn't oh, good wow. enough to be, huh. like, I still had to be, I still had to grow. Yeah. Which, let me just stop you right there and just say this, everybody in their journey is on a journey of growing, okay? So you never reach a final destination with your relationship with Amen. God to where you're good enough for something. We None of us are good enough, and yet we are good enough because we're God's children. Mm-hmm. So there's that balance of like, God, I don't deserve anything, and yet because I'm yours, I get to ask for anything in your will. Mm-hmm. So I guess I just had to wrestle with that. And so my struggle was, again, after I got saved and things weren't going perfectly, that I grew the most, through that struggle, through that doubt, knowing that God wants to give me good gifts because He's because I'm His child, but it, it's in His timing, not mm. in my timing. Yeah. So it doesn't happen when you least expect it. That's a lie. It happens when God wills it. Huh. So just you know, say that, say that one more time. It doesn't happen when you least expect it. That's that's a lie. It happens when God wills it.
0: Which may be when you least expect it. It may, but it's not because you least expect it. Yeah, they may
1: be parallel or they may be completely opposite. Gotcha. I met my husband online, so I can't see. Woot woot! Yeah, right. He's he's a holy hottie. Okay. No, I cannot okay. say it's not a good app. It was a great app in the in the beginning, but plenty of fish sounds like a Christian one. Okay, you guys, no. Just just come to me for advice about
0: online dating.
1: I'll help you out. I have all kinds of things to tell you, okay? but
0: Butingtips.com. Yes,
1: seriously. I should. But yeah, I hope they answered the question a lot of it probably. Yeah, so you know, I go to so let me
0: ask you a little bit about so your your parents did mm-hmm. not believe and then you became a believer. And mm-hmm. like you said, your dad was mad at you. Mm-hmm. He was like, it was negative. It wasn't just like, oh, okay, whatever, Carrie's doing a thing. Yeah. It was actually mm-hmm. anger towards you for that.
1: Yeah, he was mad at me because he thought I was doing it, one, for maybe attention um, or I was faking it. Because uh, I still made mistakes after I got saved. And so he would, you know, kind of mock me. Like, if you're mm-hmm. a Christian, why did you lie about something? Well, isn't it, that,
0: the people make that that comment a lot about Christians. Well, if you're so Christian, mm-hmm. then how come you X, Y, Z, fill in the blank? Yes. Like, that's an unrealistic understanding of what it means to be a Christian. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're not human anymore.
1: No, totally. And that's the thing is we, the thing that's frustrating that I've had to learn, too, is you judge others by their um Well, we don't judge, but here, just just follow me with this. Mm -hmm. You judge others by their intentions and yourself by your actions, not judging others by their actions and yourself by your intentions.
0: So how do we know? Because I agree with you 100%. Uh How do we know their intentions?
1: You, well, for me, I just give them the benefit of the doubt. You don't, you're never going to know, honestly, because you're not Jesus and Mm -hmm. you don't know their heart fully, but like- For me, I try to put myself in their, in their shoes and in their position and just showing love and grace, like honestly, love God, love others, keeping like going back to the very simple commandment, most Mm -hmm. important, but also very hard to live out commandment.
0: Almost impossible.
1: Yes. But we strive to, right? So, um, what was that
0: commandment? I don't think we actually said it. Oh,
1: love the Lord, your God with everything you've got and love others as yourself.
0: Yep. Right. Absolutely. Uh, That, that deserves a bell. So, so you you had difficulties in the early stages and then you start working at church Mm -hmm. how did that transition like how did you even get there
1: yeah so um the youth pastor that was in oklahoma um, that was kind of my mentor he could say he moved out to california and started a church out here Hmm. and then when i was in college he actually um, just called me up and said hey we have a position open would you be willing to move out here to California? And at first I was like, heck yeah, yes, going from OK to OC. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You know what I mean? But, but I had to pray about it, you know, because as much as I wanted to say yes, I was like, well, this is a kind of a huge decision. Well, and your whole and family's I, in Oklahoma, right? Yes, my whole yeah. entire family. I'm the only one that's in California besides, you know, my husband's family now. So I prayed about it for three months and I just literally gave it to the Lord. And there's power in waiting and just like wrestling with, god's will right Mm -hmm. and but there's also freedom and that like if you want to do it and there's nothing saying like ding 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 this is literally like it's like yes should you go into a, a like I don't know, like a prostitute's house. No, like that's a, you know what <laughs> well, I mean. Like,
0: what's your intention? Yeah,
1: I'm right? a witness
0: to her. There we no, go. You know,
1: but, um, you know, it's if it's not one of those like, yes, you should do this, or no, you definitely shouldn't do that. Then that's when you get to say like, okay, is God? He's
0: giving me options. I mean, from an ethical, moral, moral yes. standpoint, if it's not ethically or morally in mm-hmm. like wrong, right, then you you can't choose wrong. I heard John Piper just say this recently. Mm-hmm. Talking about making a decision between two choices, and one there neither are ethical or unethical or or immoral. Yes, you can't make a wrong decision because if you're already chosen, you're already predestined in all of those things. Mm -hmm. God is going to put you in the place you're going to be, and whether you make the quote unquote wrong decision, God's going to use whatever you do because He's already got it in store.
1: He, you know, and he he really does use all things for good. You know, for those who love Him. So you can. And we may not ever see it. Yeah, right? I think
0: that's an important thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yes, he uses all things for good, but we may never get to see the good that gets that comes from the yes. bad that we experienced.
1: That's so true. It's so so true. So just trusting God, knowing that if you're afraid of making the wrong decision. God still has got your back. He's not going to be like, you idiot. You made the wrong. You went to California instead of staying in Oklahoma. and Now I'm going to punish you. No,
0: right. God
1: like loves you. And mm-hmm. he isn't. He's that's just not who he is. It's not his nature. So if you by chance make the wrong decision, he put will put
0: quotes. air quote, air quote, wrong decision. Yeah.
1: Air quote, wrong decision, yeah. um, which again, you can't. Um he, he will redirect and use that for good. So just know that. Okay. So um and did I answer your question or am you're, I? You're moving to
0: California I'm and moving then to how California. did you get into so oh, he yes. just asked you to come to California and work for a church? Yes, and so I did. I prayed and I just came. And that was how long ago? You've been Gosh, you've been working in ministry 2008. for how long? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So I've been so here twelve years. Yes,
1: twelve years. That's crazy. I've been here wow. for twelve years. I know. Yeah. In ministry the whole
0: time. And so in ministry and in, in faith in general, but I think it probably, I'm assuming it'll relate to ministry. We haven't talked about it. But what's the thing that's most difficult for you as in a ministry? Christian in ministry, in your faith, and whatever? Because something that I experience, I've never been on staff at a church, but I am contracted with a church. Mm-hmm. And I've worked behind the scenes at churches. I see that there's people involved. <laughs> and my theory in life is the only thing wrong with anything is that there's people in it. Right. Right. So you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Where's the thing that you struggle with the most in all of that?
1: Yes. Oh, that's that's hard. Um, hard question. I would say the thing that I struggle with the most that I struggled with the most at the beginning, and now I'm finally um, breaking free from that. I guess is knowing my worth isn't dependent on my gender.
0: Ooh.
1: You know say what more I mean? About that. Yes. yes. Um, because, and this isn't anything. So. All the decisions we make, and the people that you know, like our parents and grandparents, the decisions and who we become, um, who we become is is how we're formed, right? Mm-hmm. And how the grandparents are formed, and so on and so forth. So we have to have grace for knowing that people, the way that they react or respond, some of that is just how they were formed, and they've never learned to yeah. unlearn that, right? The mm-hmm. good and bad, whatever. So being a woman in ministry isn't always treated as equal as it should be. Mm. Because of past experience. When you say
0: treated equally, what do you mean?
1: Um, well, gosh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be honest. Here we go. Let's do so, it. So, okay. Um, so pay. Okay. Is another one. Like that's that's just the basic, easy one to say. Um, our opinion mm. can be another one. Um, that's not equally as valued. Mm-hmm. Um Now, this isn't everywhere. This is just some of the experiences I've had, but not at every church.
0: And it's a generalization because I'm sure that you've had experiences where that's not the case. I have that. However, Mm -hmm. there is a pattern that Mm -hmm. says this is more normal than it should be.
1: Yes. Yeah. And even though we are on this movement of like women empowerment, woo yeah, um, which is great. um, But there's also that's not everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's really not everywhere, and especially in churches, because um, churches want to make sure that they're being biblical and how they treat men and women, and Mm -hmm. sometimes they can be inhibited by their fear of doing the wrong thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just not true. Like, if you look throughout scripture and you read about, like, the deaconesses and just how God loves women. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yes. So I just, that's something that I've had to struggle with. But, you know, once you realize that your value and your worth isn't dependent on what what other people say and what God says, there's so much freedom in that, like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. If not, everyone values my opinion. Um, There's two options. You can either run its course and stay where you're at. um, Or you can pray about maybe, maybe this isn't this place for me. Mm. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with praying and asking God.
0: Absolutely. You know, that's that's the thing you should do.
1: Yes. You know, but I think sometimes it's like, gosh, am I like being, um, disloyal or like, am I being selfish? And it's like, you know what? Give it to the Lord. He will direct you and he will guide your paths. You know, he just will. He's good like that. So, um, that's something I struggle with. And now luckily where I'm at, um, you know, the pastor that I work with really values everyone equally, you know, Mm -hmm. which is such a great thing, um, to be able to work at a place where, I don't know, everyone is just loved as they are as a person. So I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, it does make
0: sense. And and I think it comes to a lot of identity, like, Mm -hmm. like where do you find your worth? Where do you find your value? And for most of us, we struggle with that like right. there there is just a human nature that says who am i what am i here for mm-hmm. why am i this why am i not that mm-hmm. and we just question that thing just that's the way the human nature mm-hmm. works and once we get in a situation where we believe you know what doesn't matter what's happening on the outside or what people are telling me mm-hmm. i am valuable and right. god has a purpose for me mm-hmm. and nobody else may see it yet yes but i will be used for the kingdom in some way and that's something that I think we all have to deal with on some yeah. level. So that's something that I think would most likely resonate with a lot of people mm-hmm. in general, in their faith, right. just like I'm a part of the body, but what part of the body am I? Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's a lot of people think about, what am I supposed to do? Yes. Like, And I think the best thing you need to do is start serving somewhere. Yes. And then you figure out, oh, I'm not supposed to be with kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am not supposed to be a greeter. Oh, I am <laughs> right. not supposed to be touching buttons in the tech booth because totally. I make the screens turn off. Mm-hmm. I did that on the switcher one time. It was not good. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> All
1: right. And there and there is value in, in knowing that, too, of just, you know, give yourself space to kind of figure it out. And um, like, where is it that I feel like I love? What, what do I love to do? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that I love to do? Because God made you that way. If you love doing that, then there's a good chance that, like, that, that's your gift and mm-hmm. you should pursue that. Um, but I also would say this something else I struggle with that kind of goes along with what you're saying with identity. I remember thinking, this is so silly saying it now, which is but I, I just want in case you're you're like me, I used to think I was too loud. I was too happy. Oh. I was too, like I, I wasn't I wasn't like quiet and put together enough and I had this picture of what does a that, woman can I stop you for does mm-hmm. that
0: relate back to the view of women in the church? Or does that yes. go back to just personality in general?
1: Um, that I would say in for me, mm-hmm. I being the, you know, I look at the pastor's wife and I mm. saw how she was and I thought, Well, I need to be like her in order for me mm. to be in ministry. And I think a lot of times we think Okay, well, you know, Carrie, you know, is a great speaker, but I'm I can't speak. I'm, um, I'm better at something like this, and I don't feel like it's as, it's as important. And I just have to tell you, I have been there the same way, but the opposite. I thought I was too rambunctious, too loud, to be in ministry. Like I huh. had to be more calm, more quiet, um, more reserved, and like more put together. Because I'm just a hot mess express, you know. And I am fully embrace it. <laughs> I fully embrace that mom bun, you know, whatever. Even though I have like short hair, it doesn't even work, but I do it anyway. And <laughs> and I just had to you just have to embrace who God made you to be. You you can't be a carbon copy. God doesn't make junk. Yeah. He doesn't make people as a mistake. So you have to just embrace I am who I am because God made me and just be thankful and joyful in that and yeah. not try to be somebody else.
0: But that's not easy to do.
1: No, it's not. It's a process.
0: Right. And that mm-hmm. is something that is a daily struggle. And I think the fact that you bring up the identity thing, that most likely resonates with a lot of people because we constantly daily be like, well, am I, am I doing the right thing? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Am I called to do something else? Am I, because it's the fear of missing out. Yes. It's, it's, it's the FOMO mm-hmm. of your faith. Yes, right? it really it, is. It, yeah, It literally is like, well, maybe I'm not, again, we second guess mm-hmm. and then we never act. And that's my, my whole thing is action. Mm-hmm. Do the thing, right? and right. figure it out along the way. Um, that the serving in the body is one of the things I find to be the most fulfilling out of any of yeah. the the actions that I've taken in my faith, um, just from the standpoint of it's all about the body, right? And and serving puts you in a position of humility. Mm-hmm. It puts you in a position of uh, connecting with others, and also getting to see the fact that you're not alone in the thing you struggle with, right? Right. Yes. That's something that you're not alone, Carrie, mm-hmm. in the way that you feel about right. your concerns about all those things. Yes. Um, and I think that that is huge to have that feeling of community and feel like we're all in this together, because mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Right? for sure yeah we're not course. here on alone nobody's on an island yes we we are, less we're less they're commun- in the grand caymans then maybe yes, they're on an island right or if you watch lost oh never my mind. goodness oh so we could, good. that's a whole other podcast yes
1: right <laughs> that's a whole other podcast <laughs> the ending okay never mind i we know don't go, we don't, yes. even, don't even go no. into it okay, yeah so, so
0: uh so quick answer uh-huh like the ending or hate the ending of lost
1: Oh gosh, um, I liked because I was completely shocked. I hate because I'm like this was a waste
0: of my time. Yeah, don't no. Don't say too much. Sorry, I'm people, not like. Spoiler alert. No, I'm just okay, kidding. yeah.
1: But a part of me loved it, so I'm like half, half. I'm, I'm just gonna way. be. I'm lukewarm. You know, I what just mean? love the show.
0: Yes, it was. I was. I was just. I think bummed that it's over. I think any mm-hmm. show when it's over, you're yes. like, ah, you're
1: like this is like your. Your part of your heart's gone.
0: <laughs> you're like, I was so invested, and now I have nothing yeah. to invest it to. Where's the new show? T- yeah. Well, Tammy hated the end of Lost because she's like. I watched mm-hmm. eight years mm-hmm. for that. She was so irritated. <laughs> I know.
1: I feel bad for the deadlines, though. Like, I understand. Yeah, you got to like, get there. Yeah, you know, and the writers go. probably get
0: bored. Yes. Or at some point, you run out of stories. Some point, you're just like, okay. An
1: and you're moving on to the next thing already. How many magical like,
0: beasts can really show up? I know. Let's be real. Polar bears on a tropical <sighs> island? I mean, So many really? weird
1: things. So <laughs> many weird things. Yeah. So, okay. So, yes. Let's
0: get back to Jesus and mm-hmm. Coffee, even though that was a fun little uh, trail to go down. Yes. So, the thing that I also am talking about a lot with people lately is the church, the church as a whole, the church as a body and the way that we do like small C church in America specifically, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of traditions. We have a lot of things that we go to. What do you see as far as, because you, you do work at a church Mm -hmm. and you've worked at big church, you work at small church, like you've done like kind of both things. Where do you see vision as far as where the church is and where you fit into that?
1: Yes, so we individually get to make our own decisions on that, and we get to hmm. see that the big C church um, is everybody. Like every every single yes. church, it's that's everybody. So we are not in competition. We're in community with other churches. Near oh, us. I love that. You know what I mean? So um, not everybody may see it that way because— Well, they don't. Yes, you know, and that's just—it's sad, but it's the truth. Um, you don't have to—you don't have to do that. You—you you can know that. You know what? We're a community, and um, and if you win, I win. If I win, you win, right? Like if people mm-hmm. come to know the Lord, that's a win for everybody. But I think the hard part is that um, I would say specifically, bigger churches struggle than uh, more than st- smaller churches with this, and that it's a business as well. When you get so oh, yeah. big, you have to you have to operate like a business mm-hmm. and that means big decisions that seem heartless with some, with some things. So, mm-hmm. um, meaning, you know, you have to let people go and you, um, well, you have, you, have, you, have, you, you know, you have just, to
0: keep the doors open at some point you have yes. a building, you have uh, utilities, right? You have, and now you're responsible for people's livelihood because you have employees. Yes. Like at some point you get to a place where it's like, we have to balance business mm-hmm. and community and you can't i think it's very difficult to do both being in the space that i'm in in the business world i come into churches and i see people complaining about things in a church that i'm like it's an organization that has mm-hmm. to do those kind of things to stay alive right that's not a realistic thing and the other thing that i see and i i think you are probably an exception to the rule because of mm-hmm. your perspective on this most people that work at churches have only ever worked at churches. Yes. And if they've never worked anywhere else, mm-hmm. they have no perspective on what the real world world is like. So, so therefore, true. therefore they start complaining about something like, wait a minute, you you mean I I I have to XYZ? That doesn't I don't want to do that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry
1: that's your yes. job yeah it's it's funny because yeah most people that work at a church don't know how the real world real world actually works generalizing and, yes we are generalizing because there are you know if you did work some you know like let's corporate america and you went to a church you completely understand but if you were called to ministry and you meaning ministry meaning like vocational meaning working at a church Full or missionary church ministry yes. yeah um You've probably done that your whole life. And so just realizing that churches can be a lot more filled with grace than corporate America, meaning, mm, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like a lot more grace with a lot of things. Yes. um, And we think that's a normal when it's actually not. Mm-hmm. When we, we meaning people we that meaning work people, in the church. Um, yes. People that work at a church think yeah. that's it's normal. The amount of grace And like the amount of time you get to pray and read your Bible and things like that. That does not happen at a business. Take a a sabbatical? Yes. Take a, what is that? That's like you get paid to go on a five week vacation. Yeah. That's not a thing unless, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's probably some businesses out there that do that, but.
0: Businesses are progressing a little bit, Mm -hmm. but that's, I mean, it's, it's something that the focus is so much more on the spiritual health. It should be Mm -hmm. on the spiritual health of the people involved because. Again, go back to my my uh, philosophy on life is the only thing wrong with anything is that there's people in it. Right. And there's people in a church, mm-hmm. a, a small C church, meaning a building organization. Mm-hmm. But the big C church is people. Right. And so, therefore, we have to be able to come together. And mm-hmm. I think the thing that you said, that we're not in competition, we're in community, mm-hmm. that is so lost on so many times because we argue about the small things. We argue about yes. a word— in original Hebrew or Greek that has nothing to do with salvation or living a Christian Mm -hmm. life, that therefore we divide over it.
1: Yes, and that's, you know, I see that and it does frustrate me because I have, you know, I have a grandma that's Lutheran. I have, you know, and I'm, you know, I used to, not to say I used to be Baptist, but I go to a friend's church now. um, And so... Yeah. yeah, so you know it's just different. Um, everybody believes different things, and yet we are all united. We we are all united because we all believe that Jesus is God. Okay, so mm-hmm. we can get mixed up in like, well, you worship God sitting down, you worship God standing up with your hands raised, like it. You know it. Do you love Jesus? Cool, we're friends. And if right. you don't, cool, we're friends too. Right. Like we're again, love God.
0: Mm -hmm. love others. If we just go
1: back to that simple mindset, then, you know, the big C church is just again, not competition, but community. Yeah, We are, we're like, we're in this together. I just want to start singing like, we're all in this together. together. (laughs) That's all I know. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, that absolutely. I think that's so true. And I think that's something that we lose sight of because as humans, we're selfish Mm -hmm. and we want to be right. And I think a lot of times that's where we we go wrong right is we want to be we want to be right we get hurt mm-hmm. and we get and there's some human in between all of that not god mm-hmm. so we're in community not competition yes carrie i love that thanks uh this is fun having you on well, I thanks I, <laughs> it's fun being around here you know? <laughs> hey all right <laughs> yeah. uh so i yeah. think that's it where can people check you out Wait, um, wait, that sounded really bad because we were talking about a dating app earlier. Where yes. can people connect with you? If
1: you want to connect with me, <laughs> I'm married. But other than that, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so um, I'm on the Gram. Um, I do have a website that is coming soon. Ooh, it's called, Under
0: construction.
1: Yeah, under, so if you go up literally guys, um, I'm not bougie. I literally just started my um, thing today. So like, just so you know, if you go on there and you see it, you're like, it just started today, but it's called the Moxie Mom. M-O-X-Y. Yeah. yeah. The M-O-X-Y Mom. The MoxieMom.com. I know it's cute, right? I love it too. Um, or you can just find me on the gram, Instagram. Um, Carrie Cash Morrison with one R. So either one, I'd love to connect with you and be be your friend and I just want you to know like Jesus loves you as you are not as you should be because we're never going to reach that should Jesus loves you as you are and not as you should be so rest in that that your identity not is in what you do not as in what you haven't done but because you are because of who you are you are his and so rest in that truth knowing that you are enough because you are his child and you don't need to be any more any less to be loved by him and that's it
0: boom nothing more to say yeah drop that mic there it is. Bell, Bell, clap,
1: intro, whatever you need.
0: <laughs> Thanks for having okay, me on, Todd. No problem. Okay. See you later. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Jesus and Coffee podcast. We're really excited that you're here with us. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. And if you have any uh, any feedback you'd like to give us, leave us a review. As many stars as you like, but comment and give us some an idea of what you're getting out of this or what you'd like to hear differently. Also, you can email us, Show at gmail.com. You can get us there, or you can go to the website, jesusandcoffeeshow.com, and it takes you there. You can find all the episodes. You can find our YouTube channel. You can find all the things. We are really blessed to have you as part of our community. We want to get out there, talk about Jesus. We want to drink coffee and spread the gospel as we're called to do in Matthew 28 as Christians. Thanks so much for being here. And this has been the Jesus and Coffee Show. I'm Todd Frazier. Drink up and be blessed.